It is Springfield's morning news with Greg Bishop without Greg Bishop. Instead, it's Mike Wimacher in for Greg Bishop, and I'm I'm bringing some of the Mike Wimacher show with me here because usually on Thursdays this gentleman would join me at 9:40, but he's been kind enough to move up an hour. The Manjenner Fandango.com, Eric Davis. Good morning, Eric. Good morning to you. Uh, I, I have to say right off the bat, uh, last week you had you were getting ready for your first road trip out to California in like two years for the Critics Choice Awards. Uh, for those who don't follow you on social media, they need to because it looked like a fantastic time. You were you were lucky enough to be at the Wandavision table and it looked fantastic. Yeah, you know the Critics Choice Awards is is a, uh, always a fun time. I vote in that organization, and so I like to try to go to the awards, uh, and I like it because it covers movies and television, uh, and it honors you know the best of the year uh, across all kinds of different categories. And so uh, I had the uh, pleasure of sitting with uh, the team at WandaVision. This was really their last awards show yeah. for that for that series. So this was kind of the, their big finale. Uh, and I, I got to sit with Elizabeth Olsen and, and Catherine Hahn, um, who were just awesome. And, and we had a great time uh, all night talking about our favorite movies and TV shows throughout the year. Um, and so it was great. And so it was just a, a lovely time. Uh, it felt like Hollywood was kind of kicking back in a little bit yeah. and coming coming back to life and and there was just good good vibes all, all throughout the night uh netflix threw a little party afterwards they they won the top film uh the power of the dog it won best picture best director uh and so they were they were flying on cloud nine <laughs> and, and having a good time as well um i the head of netflix ted sarandis dancing all night long at, at that party so uh so just like I said, just good spirits, good good vibes, and I imagine other people who are going to big events and parties and and haven't seen friends or colleagues right. uh, in a long time are you know know what I'm talking about. You know, with those good spirits, I think everybody's just coming out uh, of this uh, situation that we've been in for the last couple of years and and really enjoying themselves. And I think uh, I think we all deserve a little a little bit of enjoyment right now definitely definitely uh but as far as the awards go i mean we're building up to you know the the championships as it were we've had the, all these award shows with all the winners we've seen in these previous ones are we starting to see some oscar favorites emerge for next weekend yeah definitely you know i the thing that i love about the oscars this year is that the best picture is without a doubt not locked up and i don't even think it's between two movies either usually you get to hmm. this point yeah. where you're a week out it's between two uh i think the power of the dog has come on a little bit strong it, it won uh it won the, the bafta it won uh it won critics choice uh, so, you know, the Jane Campion, the director, is cleaning house in these director awards. And so I think she's pretty much a lock for best director. Uh, but then you have Coda, which won the SAG Award. And, you know, that's been that wasn't nominated for BAFTA. So that, that's that's hmm. a big film that's come on a bit strong lately. And, you know, then you have your West Side Story and your Belfast. Both of those films have a lot of fans out there as well. So I think, you you know, you could be looking at four different movies and, you know, Dune is another big favorite. So uh, a lot of movies that a lot of people really loved. And so it's going to be fascinating to see which one ultimately prevails. I think I'm on Team Coda, to be honest with you. I, I really love that film. Yeah. I think it, it, I, it, it, while it's not maybe the most... Uh, well crafted in terms of hmm. its arts, its its style and its grace, and it's how artful it is. 
Um, it, it really does a great job with its characters and its storytelling, uh, and it really moves you in a lot of different ways. You feel a lot of emotions watching that film, and I think it's a great film uh, for representation for for our deaf community. And so, uh, so that's the film that I am I'm very much. Uh, supporting and and hoping that it, it wins uh the best picture we're done with eric davis manager fandango.com last week when we talked we we're like oh you know things are returning to normal and we're not talking about any uh, any movies moving around and then immediately no more than like a, a hour and a half after we spoke <laughs> warner brothers goes yeah the dc universe has got some shuffling yeah, some stuff moved uh, for that for that one. Uh, but you know what? I I always had an, I, an idea that that it, things were going to move. You yeah. you had especially towards the end of the year, you had the Flash and Aquaman coming out really a month apart, and those are two potentially billion dollar box yeah. office grocers. Uh, and you can't put them a month apart from each other. And so uh, I think that it was smart for them to shift some stuff around. Black Adam, which was coming out in July, is now coming out in October. October now looking like one of the best months of the year for movies. You have the Spider-Verse movie, you have Black Adam, and now you have Halloween Ends, the last of uh, yeah. that Halloween trilogy. Um, and then they moved – both uh, Aquaman 2 and The Flash into next year. Aquaman coming out, I believe, in the springtime, March, and um, The Flash coming out uh, in, in June, I want to say. Uh, so, you know, definitely smart. And then they took Shazam, yep. which was coming out in June of next year, and they put that in December of this year. And so, and they spread it out, you know, this way Black Adam's in October and Shazam is in December. So, um, definitely makes sense on paper. <laughs> right. uh, the good thing is that these shifts, uh, I would say, not due to COVID. Um, right, not, right. Due to, not due to concerns about yes. people going to the movies, uh, but more due to just uh, a packed schedule and needing to give their titles some breathing room in order to maximize the amount of money they can make at the box office. Always follow the money. That's what they say. Speaking of money, also after we spoke, they dropped the Obi-Wan trailer. Please here, take all my money. That that looks fantastic. But a, a different type of sandbox that the Star Wars universe on Disney Plus will be playing in as opposed to The Mandalorian. Yeah, this is definitely – It's it, we have some Jedis. Yes, back right. Some Siths. And, you know, I, I was saying after I watched that trailer, uh, we haven't had many lightsaber fights no. on, on these in these TV shows, the Star Wars shows so far. You know, maybe we've seen a lightsaber here or there, but we haven't e seen like a good a good old fashioned Jedi versus Sith confrontation. And it seems like this is the show that's going to give you that. Uh, also, you know, I think fans of the prequels, fans mm -hmm. of, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan's journeys in those movies, I think – this is for you. This is a show for you. It picks up 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. And Obi-Wan is, is looking after a young Luke Skywalker, but clearly he's going on some some adventures uh, and some missions because some people are looking for him as well, uh, including Darth Vader, uh, Hayden Christensen returning to the role of Darth Vader. So that is very exciting. And so, uh, you know, going to be interesting to kind of delve a little bit deeper now into the story of Anakin and Obi-Wan and that relationship Um you know, all all it does is just build, you know, more sort of enthusiasm yeah. for the, the original trilogy and, and, and that confrontation that we saw really in that very first film. 
Yeah, I'm working in two kind of different timelines with the Obi-Wan and with the Mandalorian, and then you're going to have the Cassian Andor one. So a lot going on in the uh, in the Disney Star Wars universe. Also a lot going on in the Disney Marvel universe. We got Moon Knight at the end of the month, but then they dropped the trailer uh, earlier this week for Ms. Marvel, which also looks really good and a different type of superhero. Very different type, and I'm, I'm about to get the first four episodes Ooh, nice. in, a co- in a couple of hours from now, <laughs> so the next time we talk, we may be talking about that. But uh, Miss Marvel, yeah, looks great, uh, and she even says says it in, in the teaser, you know, uh, brown girls from Jersey City don't become superheroes, and I think that really is, that one line is going to be this show. It's going to be a girl who is clearly, you know, a stand for the Marvel uh, universe and for for well, I wouldn't say it's not called Marvel in the in the universe, but you right. know, for the Avengers, she's a big fan of the Avengers, and you know, it seems like she has these fantasies of being a superhero and getting the cute guy at school, and <laughs> you know, and 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 then all of a sudden she is given these powers, and then you know what what happens to an ordinary right. teenage girl going through all of the ordinary teenage girl things, and then all of a sudden she becomes a superhero. So it's an angle we haven't seen yet from Marvel um, and I really think it's a it's a, a great angle to explore and it looks fun and it looks like a coming of age uh, series which we don't see Marvel dabble in too much uh, is that coming of age genre so it, it really uh, it, it really does uh, look look like a lot of fun um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, there's a Netflix show called Never Have I Ever okay um, and it reminded me a little bit of that. And it seems light and fun and, and speaks to a young crowd. And, um, you know, I think we're we're getting a lot of really great content for teenage girls right now, especially uh, if you haven't seen Pixar's new film Turning Red. That sort of really speaks to preteens and teenage girls going through puberty. And then I think this film, this series also is going to be right in that sweet spot uh, for, for teenage girls. And uh, so that's that's really great. It's really great that some of this content is speaking specifically to that age group because I don't feel like we get enough right. enough stuff uh, for for those uh, for that age. We're talking with Eric Davis, ManginatorFandango.com. I do want to mention a, a film that is, is coming out in theaters. I don't know if it's limited release or wide. It debuted at South by Southwest. You've seen it because you're kind of a horror movie aficionado. I, it, I, we have to tread lightly with the subject matter, because, because <laughs> but the movie X to me, the concept of it sounds so interesting. Of a adult film crew getting ready to shoot one of their works, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Literally, yeah, yeah. It's a very, it's a. It, this is a good film, uh, especially if you're a horror fan and you like different kinds of horror. Uh, it takes place in the seventies. It's really a throwback to the 70s kind of horror movies. And when I say that, I mean the kind of horror movies that, you know, they're sexy and and they turn you on for a good portion of the runtime. And then all of a sudden they are very not sexy and they are very scary. <laughs> right. Uh, and we, you know, that was really horror in, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, they would turn you on and then make you really scared. And, and that is sort of what they play with in this film. And you think it's going to be a movie about a group of people that go out in the middle of nowhere and it's just a, a routine slasher. But it, it really is anything but. Mm. Uh, it has a lot of deep themes in there, um, sort of about sex versus intimacy and uh, you know really rich concepts that it deals with, um, even though it's also a bit of a fun uh, slasher romp as well. So I uh, would highly recommend it for anybody that is a horror fan. Uh, that is out this weekend. And then I also need to plug The Lost City, 
Uh, oh, yeah. Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe. Really, really fun comedy. Uh, it comes out on the 25th of March, but Fandango is having special screenings of it uh, this Saturday. And so you can go to Fandango. You can go see it this Saturday. If you're looking for a fun movie to, go, to get out of the house and see, uh, this is a perfect date night movie. It's it's light. It's funny. There's some action in it. Uh, it speaks to everybody. Um, so if you're a Sandra Bullock fan, Channing Tatum fan, Daniel Radcliffe fan, uh, I would highly recommend seeing The Lost City. And then you can go see it early uh, on Saturday. Uh, Eric Davis, manager at Fandango.com. Always appreciate the time. I know uh, Fandango, I think Morbius tickets on sale. And of course, on the voodoo side of things, Spider-Man No Way Home is in your home now. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home is in your home. Definitely go over there. You can get that film by itself. You can get it as a three-movie bundle. You can get it in the eight-movie bundle, which was the bundle that I got. to get Because <laughs> my kids were like, I want to see the Toby movies. I right. want to see the Ant movies. <laughs> so I got the whole eight-film eight bundle. Uh, but I've already been watching some of the film at home, and it looks great. And so that, that's available. Um, and then, yeah, Morbius tickets just went on sale. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 tickets just went on sale. Uh, we're going to start ramping up now and having, yeah. you know, starting April and beyond. A lot of big movies are on the way, uh, so it's very exciting in that respect. And then pretty soon you and I get to talk about that Doctor Strange movie, which is yes. going to be the next the next really big Marvel movie after Morbius. Uh, and that, that will be uh, getting, getting going soon. After many viewings at home of No Way Home with my string theories, I will be so ready for uh, the, uh, the Doctor Strange movie and even more <laughs> string theories to, to begin. So I look forward to yes. those conferences conversations. Eric Davis, manager of Fandango.com. Thank you so much for the time. Always a pleasure. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week.